Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Here we are again, episode number seven of the Holy Grail podcast. Back at it again. We're back on our weekly schedule, Tom. We're up and about. And guess what? We've invested. We've got a second mic. Tom, test her out. How's she go? Uh, test one, two, test one. <clears throat> um, welcome, everyone. <laughs> hey, that's sounding all right. Uh, yeah, we've got our own mic, so... Hopefully, hopefully it'll be sound quality will slightly improve. We're expanding, we're upgrading, um, we're turning the twelve Prospect Street dining table. It's it's slowly becoming Holy Grail HQ. Mate, we're getting there, mate. Podcasting is an investment at the moment. Uh, it's it's like it Bitcoin is. at the moment. Everyone's investing. Same with you know how those little little miniature breweries are just popping up out of nowhere. COVID is just like. A brewer's central. He's just like, oh, baby, I can get some single fin summer fruity hoppy pale ale, some stupid shit like that. And you know what? It's working. Take my thirty-five bucks and get a couple six packs and look. Get we're me all to the place I want to be. We're all we're all bored for a long time, <laughs> and then we heard the grade cricketer and um, Dill Buckley and Dan Gorringe and the like just. Bloody turn on a mic and start talking some shit, and then they were pretty good at it. So why not? We'll give it a go. We'll see how we go. Although I was doing a bit of research this morning, Tom. Yeah. And I did come across uh, a couple of different podcast mics. Now, I'm not sure if you know us personally. You might. You might not. But we're not the richest blokes getting around. We're we're still semi uni students, even though Tom's graduated. He still may as well be. and we don't like to spend our money too handsomely. We're, we're pretty tight with our money at, at the best of times. And so we've just gone and lashed out 100 bucks for a nice, fancy, that's like snow white, yep. snowball looking thing, podcast mic. And I did a little bit of research on it. And it turns out that you can buy podcast mics up to $700 worth, like each. Like who has the money to throw that on a mic? Um, I mean, if someone wants to back us and someone wants to right. either A, throw us some money so we can afford it or just, just donate one to us, then <laughs> look, maybe call out to Officeworks or JB Hi-Fi or someone. They might um might want to jump on the bandwagon. But look, until then, yeah, we'll have to settle for this. I think, and, and maybe um, we'll have to invest a little bit in DJ AMAC, get a little bit of mixing going on and um, we'll get a few intros, a few little snippets here and there we'll see how that goes and yeah i think so it's a work in progress and we're gonna get there uh any events over easter parks how was it for you easter was great if you don't count good friday yeah um, i mean jesus did die it's always a bit of a grim day jesus did die I, I it's not a great day and i think i may have um may have had my bad voodoo come in uh so i was i worked on good friday morning uh, just for my usual four hours, got got my pay packet at uh, at my place of work. Uh, it's triple time or time, double time and a half, double time and a half. It's still bloody a lot of money, cash. And so I thought, you know what, you'd be silly not to. So regardless of Easter traffic going home along the Hume Highway, um, it was it was going to be worth it in the end. And got to work, was sitting around doing very very little as per usual, and. Decided, hey, you know what? Let's go to Woolies. We'll get a bit of food for the trip home. Um, and that was that. So we left and went to Woolies. And of course, us being idiots, 
forgot that it's Good Friday and literally it's like the only day apart from Christmas that everything's shut. Um, so yeah, got to Woolies, shut. Went to go get, went to go to Coles, oh no, it's shut too. All right, what are we going to do for food? Oh, we'll just go to Macca's, righto. Went to Macca's and without even blinking an eye, I just went ahead and bought the big brekkie burger, which has got beef, bacon, you name it on it. And on the one day that you probably shouldn't eat meat. <laughs> so I've just gone ahead and I didn't even think twice about it. I was wondering what, what my girlfriend Kate was doing, uh, trying to customise her burger. She was taking all the meat off, of course, and I didn't even think about it. I just bought this burger and I demolished it. And it was hooked great. in. I hooked, hooked in. in. I didn't even, didn't even reconsider after I'd learned that I'd made a mistake. I was like, oh, oh well. Jesus will turn a blind eye for this one. And so, went back to work, all was well. Shield up my ute to go home. I was driving up Mount Uzi Road. Now, Mount Uzi Road is a fairly steep, steep busy it's road. Deep. It's, um, it's the, probably the, well, it's the only real way out of Wollongong towards the Hume Highway. Um, other than that, you can go down the coast a little bit, but it takes you a lot longer. Um, and so I was going up there, it was Good Friday traffic, so it was busy. It was uh, bumper to bumper on the opposite side going down into Wollongong. It was fairly busy going up uh, Mount Uzi. Anywho, uh, it was about 250 metres from the top, and all of a sudden, my brand spanking Amarok, it's not that brand spanking, it's fairly old, but it, uh, it decided, no, I don't really want to drive anymore. So lost power. Uh, pulled up and I blocked two lanes of the three traffic <laughs> going up Mount Uzli because I'd broken down. And so Good Friday will forever be the be anniversary Friday. of the death of Jesus and the death of Parks' Amarok. Yeah. So she cooked. She yeah she's in the she's in the shop at the moment. It's not looking good. <laughs> and that's why I'm I'm still very tight with this podcasting stuff because <laughs> I need <laughs> need to invest in a vehicle and um, just quietly while we're on the um we're on the topic of easter so i've traveled 650 k's home we've gone camping out of the um camping and skiing you know 15 k's out of town yeah. there's 100 other people there and without having talked to parks he's there as well so i've traveled 650 k's back was- home and i still can't fucking get away from him I was just enjoying my weekend and all of a sudden here comes Tom and Matic Dorr in his boat just arm out the side waving away pretty sure he went very close to our boat but it's <laughs> alright but that's okay all's well that ends well exactly anyway so because of that I didn't see I don't know about you Parks I did not see one live game of footy I, all weekend uh, I went through and I watched the highlights on Tuesday night or something so I've got some idea and I'm looking at the ladder now so I should be okay this is actually the one time that I'll be an advocate for Optus in front of Telstra mm. out Colombo Creek Colombo Creek's out in Whoop Whoop and uh, that's where we go skiing and you don't get service out there Telstra you get nothing if, if off you're, the grid baby if off you're, the grid if you're lucky you may get a skerrick of one bar of 3G it's, it's dreadful Optus Four bars, baby. There's a tower out Miranda. So, you know what? I sat there and I watched the whole Swans-Richmond game. And boy, oh boy. <laughs> Wouldn't have that been a treat? 
Don't start. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Oh. First, first, let's not jump the gun. We'll start with the footy. We'll start with the footy, yeah. The AFL. It's, uh, and it started on Easter Thursday, and wasn't that a game in itself? It was a ripping game, actually. The Lions, who... We put it on and we said that it was like it was go time for the Lions. Like they they dropped this one and they're on the canvas. I think like you drop the first three games and I think four of the sixty teams in the last eight, ten years who have made finals, three of them have dropped their first three games. Like you pretty much just you drop three games and you don't make finals and you certainly don't win flags. Yeah. So it was it was go time for the Lions and it came down to, it was a real, real redemption story. So, Zachy Bailey, who should have had the kick from the goal square to win the game against Geelong last week, it was absolutely robbed by a horrendous uh, umpiring decision. But what goes around comes around, and yep. he got laced out by Daniel Rich, one of the most beautiful kicks in the game. 45 out, straight in front, after the siren just goes back and sinks the pies. Just slots it straight through the middle. All the boys getting around him. So, look, he was one of my big winners for the weekend. He was robbed last week. He should have had that same opportunity to go back, win the game for his team. Anyway, it's just amazing how footy's a funny game. It's amazing how it comes around. And he got the chance to go back and just dobbed it. He dobbed it. Yeah, it was a great, great game. And... It's probably pretty fitting that Brisbane won by a point considering they lost by a point to Geelong mm. the week before on what arguably is possibly one of the worst decisions in AFL history. So, Tom, just tell me. We've had a few discussions about this during the week. Obviously, it was a hot topic last week. Um, to find holding the ball. Um, so, it's essentially if I pick up the ball and then get tackled immediately and cannot get rid of the ball, then that is holding the ball. Mm-hmm. However, if I run with the ball, try and take three people on, get tackled and drop it, that is not holding the ball. Mm. Or I can also run down the wing like Camden McIntosh in round one, take two bounces, get tackled, drop the ball clean, and that is also play on. Yeah. So... Everything that you used to think about holding the ball, yeah, just flip that. it on its head. Just there, there's now no such thing as no prior, and then if you've got a shitload of prior, and you drop the ball, then that's fine. It's play on. Yeah. Came out in the tackle. Yeah, honestly, Parks, I don't know anymore. I, I'm I'm a bit bewildered by it to be honest. Because I mean, if you look back at footage of it now, the AFL have come out and said that they were wrong about that decision, but I. <laughs> I don't know how to explain holding the ball anymore to an umpire that's on a lot of money to play out, like to umpire our game. Don't get me wrong, they do a great job week in, week out. Umpires, they have it. It's, have it's it a, pretty tough. It's, it's a, a thankless gig. gig. It's a thankless gig. It is. It is. But you get paid to do this job and you don't know how to do it properly. It's just like, as I said, I, I'm pretty sure we talked about it at length last week. Mm. Um, but are we just overload? Like, is it just cognitive overload? Have we given them too many rules, too many interpretations, too much to think about that now they've got, they've just forgotten how to 
how the actual game of footy is meant to work. You pick up the ball, you take on three people, you drop it. That's holding the ball, baby. That's holding the ball. ball. It's easy. Actually, uh, we had a we had a practice match for our own footy club uh, there on Tuesday, and uh, one of the one of the twos boys was um, was umpiring our game, uh, and I've taken a bounce and picked it up. And then I've gone to kick it. A bloke's like tapped me as I've ran around him. Gone to kick it. And then I went, oh no, I don't want to kick it. Went to grab it again. It was raining all the whole time. So I indeed dropped it. Holding the ball. I was like, oh, that's pretty stiff. I, like I did drop the ball. And he did. He wasn't tackling me at the time. So I was a little bit like, oh. But then <laughs> later on. Not even like three minutes later, I reckon, another bloke in our team did the exact same thing, except no one touched him. <laughs> he was just dodging in between people. Went to kick the ball, decided against it, dropped it, holding the ball. <laughs> Hang on, what? <laughs> so Apparently you don't even need a tack on Apparently, you, Apparently dropping the ball is holding the ball. So, yeah. Along with flipping the rule on its head, maybe even just get a completely new interpretation of the rule. I don't know. Um, I'm lost. I'm we'll, lost. We'll, but we'll, we've got we'll a do lot some of, investigating, and we'll find out. We, we've veered a long way off. <laughs> we have <laughs> a brilliant game of football that was decided after the after the um, siren. But yeah, I don't know. I actually I didn't see a whole lot of this game. As I said, I didn't see a whole lot of much of the week, but. For Zachy Bailey to just come in and just that redemption story, awesome. I reckon Definitely. it's an amazing feeling. He said, Definitely. as you'd imagine. Exactly. Any more right. for that one? Or the no. Lions? So the, the Lions have still got a genuine heartbeat. Whether they're, and we'll get into who's contenders and who's not, whether they're top echelon contenders, yep. could be still up for debate, but they're, they're there or thereabouts. They lost by a point. In round two, they were disappointing round one, but the Swans look like they're a better team than what we gave them credit for oh, back then. Yeah, um, they lost by a point to Geelong, who we'll get to them. But the Dad's Army Geelong, they're so inconsistent. I feel like, yeah, and I feel we'll get onto the game, yeah, with Hawthorne later. But they're just so kind of they could turn it on. Like they could be the best team in the comp by an absolute country mile, and then they could be a Saint Kilda. Mm. And it's like, well, so anyway, the lines are two and one, um, and they're still in it. Still yeah. in it. Um, the Good Friday afternoon game, the kick for kids, which is for the uh, children's hospital in Melbourne charity yep. game. Um, North Melbourne and Western Bulldogs. So it was. What did, what did we say? I think we said that Western Bulldogs would absolutely trounce. Annihilate. I annihilate. Think. I, I think, think annihilate was, was the word. I think you couldn't have encapsulated that more. Like better. 128 it's, points. That's unheard of in this game. Last year, you look back last year, the same two teams could play in the last year's game. You wouldn't have get that, got that. These new rules, I've come around to them, Tom. I'm a huge fan. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of I know you would be as a back flanker, because <laughs> all you want to do is just Easy little, balls, short, baby. <laughs> little short 15 metre kick into the middle, chase the ball. <laughs> just, Hands off. Just easy balls. Um, 
but it's opened the game right up. Like for years, they've been trying to like tinker with rules. They've been trying to speed the game up so we can get back to like late 80s, early 90s. You'd see scores of 150 to 167. Yeah. And that was like, like obviously Pretty a high scoring game, but like that wasn't that out of the blue. No. For a team to even score 167 now, kick 25 goals, 17. Joshy Bruce, who's just. Absolutely look, lit it up. Absolutely lit it up. Kick 10. Um, yeah, that dogs team, they. I've got them in my contenders big time. I think, oh, I, I think I've had them in the whole time, but I know, like, we know that North are crap and that North have got a hell of a lot of work to do. Yeah. The dogs. Dogs are genuinely they're they're there. They're rolling. And they're Adam there. Adam Trelaw back to his back to his best, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, three goals three goals one, yep. twenty seven disposals. That's, that's a pretty good game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't complain with that. Um, and one of those things that he's like he when he's playing his best footy, he is damaging and yeah. he is getting forward and hitting his scoreboard. Like he mightn't be the best defensive player, he mightn't be, you know, he's got some flaws, but when he's getting getting on the attack. He is one of the best attacking midfielders kicking around. Oh, big time. Right. Um, but yeah, North. North, they're looking pretty um, dismal. Mr. Noble. I can't remember his name. David Noble, the new coach. He has got a lot of work to do. They've got a full clear out. Yeah. Um, or a relocation to Tassie on the... On the cards. On the, on the close horizon, I think. Yeah, I think so. so something needs to happen. Um, I really, I really want to see Jack Siebel go somewhere else. Like, I want yeah. to see them build around him because he's a great player, but, like, I'd love to see how he, he would cope in a in a Bulldogs-type scenario. Swap Chalor and Zeebel out. Like, how does yeah. he fit in there? Like, well, I don't know. Zeebel's an interesting one. I think he's still North captain. Um, yeah. But they've got him playing sort of like a half-back, back-pocket-type role. Yeah. I think just to get a bit of leadership and a bit of, like, just general ball use because you've got Sean Attlee out at half-back. <laughs> And medium, don't oh, <laughs> I, grew, oh, I don't know, no, I don't know. It's easy, it's easy as an outside observer, but he's just not a good enough ball user off half back. And yeah. like, as a bloke who's played in excess of two hundred games, you need to be leading that team better. Yeah. But Zebel's back there, but I don't know. Like, it's it's rough to see him. He ends up matched up on Josh Bruce for half the game because just that rotate. Like, so many dangerous Bulldogs forwards. It's yeah. Like, Man, this dude, like, he's given his all for a long, long time at North. Oh, big time. And he's not getting close to success before the end of his career there. Yeah. Un- unfortunately, North Melbourne, they're not going to have a good-looking horizon for a little while. Yeah. I think if you're a North supporter, you've got to stick it out. But, um, yeah, it's it's been a pretty disappointing couple of years. Yeah. And I think it will be. Big time. Um, but, you know... Things happen. Just got to look at Sydney. They they've p- picked up a couple true, of true. really young yeah. guns. Yeah, and we've got bit of bit of good recruiting and a little yeah. bit of luck. Like yeah, half that re- that draft recruiting is always a bit of luck. Um, but if you get yourself four or five top twenty picks and mm. you get three good ones out of it, a couple of years in a row, you can start yeah. to build something. But yeah, um, next game Adelaide mm-hmm. Suns. Now I didn't catch this one either. No, I didn't catch this one. But um, the Croms, are they are they an okay team? Like are Tex they? is on fire. Tex is Tex has kicked another six. He's kicked uh, 
was that? 17 for the year. Five, six, and six. Yeah, 17. Yeah. Mate, this is vintage Tex Walker. Oh, it's just exactly what you want to see. And I I love the fact that he's also... It's not just the... you know, kicking from 30, 40 out, like, on the angles a little yep. bit. He's genuinely still dobbing them from 60 out and, like, even looking like, not even looking yep. like it's going to go anywhere else. But when he was 22, he was like, like, he came on and was dominating games like that and kicking goals from a long, long way out. Yep. Um, and that's when he was playing his best footy. Um, but, yeah, so it's just good to see him. Like, he's got that... Big oh, presence, yeah. that swagger about him again. Do we, do he's we just need like, the mullet back, boy. Oh, mate, he, he a, ha- a haircuts, a haircuts, an attitude. It and is. He has the mullet type yeah. attitude at the moment. He's just saying, boys, just come with me. Like he's knocking blokes over, he's yeah. crashing packs, he's clunking big marks, yeah. kicking them from sixty. Like all those things, you want your big, powerful leader mm-hmm. to just say, like. Just come with me, boys. Confidence. Um, confidence is such a massive thing in footy. I don't think you like genuinely realise how much. Like, of course, there's a good mental attitude between like NFL clubs. I think that's actually what GWS is lacking at the moment. Is mm. a bit of mental yep. fortitude and confidence. Yep. Tex Walker is rolling off confidence right now because you look two, two, three years back, the last couple of years, he is on the outer big time and he's just gone rolled through this preseason uninjured like smoking goals and he's coming out he's 17 goals off the three rounds it's ridiculous and, like, and as I'm saying like that rubs off on the blokes like Adelaide are a oh, young yeah. team like we looked at them last year and went holy shit they've got a long yeah. long long way to go but that rubs off on the young blokes and they want to like follow him and that like they get some of that confidence as well. And I heard a really good, um, might have been David King said that, like, well, Adelaide, they're probably not in a, like, they might scrape into finals this mm-hmm. year. I don't know. It's, it's still early on. But yeah. they're not really in the premiership window. But it's awesome to see Taylor Walker and uh, Roy Sloan yeah. and these sort of blokes who, realistically, they're prob- they probably missed their premiership window at Adelaide. I so, yeah. Um, but... They're just saying, oh, I want to, like, like, we can still make a difference here. We can set this up for yeah. this next generation of blokes coming through. Um, so, look, hats off to them as well. Because Sloan was awesome as well. Just got his stats up here. He had 34 touches. Um, He's yeah. so good. Roy yeah. Sloan. 34 touches and just, like, 15 kicks, nine handballs, three tackles. Like, big. He was near best on ground yeah. if not for Tex so I reckon Adelaide are going to be like a a probably more confident version of Essendon yeah going to be the blokes that just no matter where you are on the ladder or where they are on the ladder they're going to be a tough game and something and, and it can go either way and something that Port and Adelaide have always had is that once they get a bit of momentum that Adelaide Oval can become a real fortress oh, for yeah. them like yeah. I think Port have lost, Port have won seven of their last eight at Adelaide um, Adelaide Oval like the Crows when they get a roll on like mm, they're rolling South Australia loves footy they'll get behind them they get big crowds they're loud yeah. they can like make that a real fortress like and I I rate the Suns I think they'll be there or thereabouts around that sort of yeah 7-8 um, so I think that's a good win the only Crows. yeah like the only game that they've lost so far Adelaide is against the Swans and they're rolling they're 4-0 now yeah. as we speak and 
like that was in Sydney as well. You put it yeah. in Adelaide, that's that could be a completely different story. Exactly. So, exactly. Um, yeah, I really, really rate Adelaide's young core that he's got. They've got coming up, and just the confidence of Tex, man. Like yeah. that team, if he can keep this up, he's gonna win the Coleman by fifteen goals, and he's gonna like bring them to finals. Yeah, I reckon that's my yep. tip. They're Smokies for me. All right, Parks, I'll let you come in off the long run. Here you go. Mate, swans, swans to oaks. Josh go. Caddy, don't come Monday, fella. <laughs> Josh Caddy. Josh, oh my God. Um, yeah, no, we we beat Richmond very comfortably. I watched the entire game. Um, and I don't by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be Friday. So round four, uh, Thursday night footy, Sydney versus Essendon would have come out by then. You would have, most people would have seen the highlights for that. But the difference between Essendon and Richmond in both those games against us was Richmond played such a one-on-one kind of like not zoned off. They didn't play their usual game of brand of footy. Richmond were very ordinary. I'll say that. We probably, at their at Richmond's best, we don't probably don't beat them. But like they were pretty ordinary, but we were so good. We were so quick with the ball. Um and Richmond relied a lot on one-on-one um, defence work. Like, they were like, oh, we're happy to let Sydney attack through the corridor because we back our forwards, our backs, yeah. one-on-one. And, like, you know, even if that's 50-50, if we're entering the ball six times more than you are, so every, every time you enter the, your forward 50, we're doing it three times, we're going to outscore you. Like, it doesn't matter well, what you take, like. And defenders alike. Dry conditions at the G, like that young, like I've last night was the first time I've sat down and actually watched. Mm. I saw the highlights for this Richmond game, but last night against Essendon was the first time sat down and watched the Swans. Yeah, and they're young and they're quick and they're exciting. They just want to take the ball on, uh, like take the game on, move the ball quick. So the wide open expanse, yeah, wide open expanse of the G Mm. on this was a yeah one forty five. So Saturday Arvo, perfect condition game. It was. It was if you yeah. get, I don't know, like if you get the Swans in those conditions, like of course they're going to be able to get one on ones because yep. Richmond don't like Richmond play a lot of Friday night games, yep. Saturday night games yep. where it's always a bit greasier and the skills aren't quite as slick yep. and you've just got that little bit of extra time to set up those zone defenses. But Sydney play a lot of lot of day games yeah. compared to what Richmond do, and like the Swans, I just maybe. The, Richmond just slept on the Swans a bit. I I think that they did a little bit. Um, Richmond didn't kick particularly straight early, um, but oh, I tell you what, neither did we. We were ten goals ten at half time to Richmond's four goals six. You know, I think we started in the first quarter one goal five. Like we could have easily been thirty points out in within ten minutes of the first quarter. Like yeah. it was, it was a. We had a really good start attackingly. We just didn't kick straight. Um, no Buddy as well. So you throw Buddy in the mix of that Richmond back line that's with Cam McIntosh out now for a couple of weeks, I reckon, yeah. with that concussion. Yeah. He, like, it's lowering off a little bit. It's not as... Basher Hawley's back in, but, like, you know. Yeah. Um, I, the bit that... So, as I said, I only watched the 15-minute replay of this game or whatever, yeah. but... The turning point was the game was relatively even. Like it was sort of within two goals for 
like the Swans had all the play, but they just yeah. couldn't capitalise. As you said, they weren't kicking very straight. Yeah. Um, they were 10 10 at half time, but it was from about, I reckon, the 20 minute mark. So, like, say the last 10 minutes of yeah. the second quarter. Yeah. Where they just went on a ramp. Like, yeah. the Tigers just switched off. I think yeah. they just said, we'll cruise into half time. Yeah. And then the Swans kicked, I don't know, just had a guess, like five or six really late goals. Yeah. And then Parker kicked one right at the start of the third quarter. It's like straight out after half time. And all of a sudden, what was a 12-point lead was all of a sudden a 40-point lead or whatever. Yeah. And they were just, like, you don't come back from that. They no. just blew me out of the water. But Even And when, it was, it was uh, the blokes like Errol and that young Warner. Yeah. And Logan McDonald and these Logan sort of Campbell. kids who were the ones that would like they turned it on. Yeah. Um, you're always like Luke Parker's a very good player, Josh Kennedy's a very good player, but they're not gonna be match winners. They're not those electrifying no. players that they once were or yeah. you know, but it's these young kids coming through, there's Callum plenty Mills. to like. Callum yeah. Mills is playing some ripping footy at the yeah. moment too, so he's Ollie Florent. Yeah. But there's one bloke I want to talk about, um, who I think is possibly one of the most underrated defenders in the in the game, and that's Dane Rampey. Mm. Dane, Rampey Dane Rampey is so good. Yeah, one on one, I'd back him to the horse yeah. every day. Yeah, like he is just so good at contorting a one on one situation where he knows where the ball's going to bounce. Almost, yeah. it's he's Richmond's. Uh, Sydney's version of Alex Rance. Yeah. Like the one bloke that you always just pick. This yeah. is one bloke you pick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sydney, Sydney absolutely annihilated Richmond and I'll have those 10 rums next week. Thank you, Wags. <laughs> At Jonty Smetzer. At Jonty Smetzer. Um, next game. Now, <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon you did well to wrap that up that quick, Parks. I thought we yeah. could be here for 40 minutes. I knew that, that I had game. to. I knew I had to. Nah, you've done game. well. You've done well. Next game, uh, Essendon St Kilda. Now we did speak on this last week. We said, yeah. "Hmm, don't really care." Yeah. Um, it's at Marvels during the day. During the day? Ah, uh, it's that Arvo time, Arvo. like, it's like that four o'clock time yeah. slot at Marvel. It's like the it's the real meh game. It's the game that you just kind of like. Oh, I'm pretty keen for Saturday night footy well, prime time. Yeah, and if you're in if you're in Melbourne, like you probably went to the Richmond Sydney game at the G, and yeah. then if you were really keen, like you're up there for the weekend. You might try and duck across and catch the Docklands game. Like yeah. time slot works nicely, but then you're like, it's Essendon Saints. Yeah. Nah. I'd rather watch the, the Flying Blues than, than <laughs> Essendon Saints at the moment. So, but boy, oh boy, Essendon just turned it on, didn't they? And Saint Kilda, mm. yucky poo poo. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still didn't think the Saints like they had a they haven't started the season. Amazingly, no. but I thought they were okay. They had, they've got potential, but um, I mean, their lineup looks pretty, pretty solid. There's not many gaps in there. But to go down by seventy five points, like they've got, yeah, I don't know. That was just really, really surprising. Yeah. Um. Again, <laughs> didn't watch this game. As I've said, I've said pretty didn't much everyone either. But um, um oh, from all reports, who's that young blonde kid? Darcy Parrish. Darcy Parrish absolutely Darcy Parrish. killed it. Darcy Parrish did have a good game, yeah. and he he is a very good player. I think he's um, he's promised a lot for a while. Or he's shown glimpses, yeah. but might really be starting to come yeah. along. Um, Jack Steele had thirty five, but I, I don't know. Jack Steele just like a bit of Tom Mitchell was for me. 
Oh, I'd like Jack Steele. I think he's I think he's a bit more of a big bull. I, I, I'm a real fan of him. Yeah, he's still in the young though. He's still he is very young. like he's still probably under twenty four. Yeah, still coming along. Um, Jordan Ridley had I'm just looking at these stats. Yeah, had thirty five ten marks. I'd imagine a fair few of them intercepted. He's a kid who's coming along really nicely. He is good. Yeah, Merritt thirty four, Parrish thirty four, probably like. And another one, sorry, just quickly, is Nico Nick Hind. Um, he was actually at Saints as a rookie or whatever. Never really got a look in. Went to um, the Bombers. But just yeah. watching him last night, just like a pretty good cover for like Adam Saad. Yeah. Like short, compact, but can really motor. Yeah. Um, and that run from halfback. So he might be one to look at. He might for. be all right. Like it might be a bit of improvement from blokes like him. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm just a bit rattled for the Saints. Like yeah. 75 points to the Bombers. Who look? We've made a lot of a lot of bad calls in hindsight on this podcast. Pretty much everyone we write off, they seem to come back. And they um, do seem to come back. We did it. Did it to India. We um have done it to a heap of other teams. Although I have done it to North. I have. We oh. said we said prior to that Good Friday game. North suck and they really we'll showed it. They, yeah. they they got it killed. And we I'm not going back on my Essendon claim, I don't think yet. Just yet. Yeah. I think that they're still gonna be like around that you know I don't 15, think they'll 15, yeah. 17 Yeah. Spot. Maybe they'll push sort of like a thirteenth spot. But if they if they really pull it. But like Dylan Shields out for the season. Mm, um, true, true. Uh who else? There's like someone else I forget. Forget his name. Um Jakey Stringer's playing some pretty ordinary footy at the moment. Jake um, Stringer's been very ordinary since the twenty since twenty sixteen. Um, McDonald, uh, Anthony McDonald, tipping the footy. Yeah, um, he is finding a bit of trouble getting his hands on the footy as well. I've noticed mm. last night he was almost in two minds, like whether to hand off or go for that highlight play. Yeah, and he's that bloke that Essendon just need to just like. I don't care about handling off. I'm just looking sick. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's that X factor. He is. He they is. need. Because Jay Stringer's the Audi version of Dustin Martin. Yes. Oh, no. He's not. He's not even. <laughs> I don't that. think he's even in the same. Maybe Leisure Coast at best. Who I really, really like is that young Ruckman who I'm trying yeah, to find Nick the Cox. name. Nick Cox. I was just about to speak about him. Oh. He looks agile, doesn't he? He looks really, really good. Yeah, Again. Hunter, Hunter Smith vibes. Just yeah. like real tall and lanky, but just like mobile. It's awesome. I um I watched him at, last night. Last night's mm. Thursday game. It's pretty much the first time I've sat down and watched both the Swans and Essendon. Um, and he was really impressive. He was covering the ground so well. And actually, credit to Tom Hickey, who I've never really rated, but Tom Hickey was covering the ground <laughs> Tom really Tom Hickey's like, been playing some good footy. Those two, that was a brilliant contest to watch those two rucks go at it. Um, that was really good to watch, I thought. And you know what? Going back to the rule changes, um, the one about how now you can take it out of the ruck, I love seeing Tom Hickey just like, Late dying minutes of the game, three points in it, yeah. just grabbing it out of the ruck. I yeah. don't care. I'm grabbing it out of the ruck. Yeah. I'm not tapping it and risking turning yeah. the ball over. Yeah. I'm just going to grab it and boot it forward. I love that. That yeah. was sick vibes. Yeah. That's a ruckman are all of a sudden back part of the game. You know, like yeah. there was that, that yeah. stint there where Maxi Gorn, Brody Grundy, Todd Goldstein, they were all like just the dominant, like everyone wanted them and they were worth a bit. 
in um, especially in fantasy terms. That yep. was so rough. It was so expensive in fantasy. Mm. Anyway, um, but there was that little section there, and then a couple of years passed where they started just dropping off the face of the earth a little bit. Mm. Brody Grundy stuck with it a bit, but all of a sudden, I like this just like Tom Hickey. Yeah, like I've half Tom Hickey's half at his the fourth you've club. To, you wouldn't even know who he is. He's at his fourth club and he's been pretty much a second string ruckman his entire time. He started yeah. at the Gold Coast. He went somewhere. He was at the Weagles for a bit. I think so. Um, he's been around, been yeah. around, and um, yeah, he's finally looks like he's found a spot. Definitely, and he kicked two goals against the Lions mm. too, and it, like kicks him straight for a bloke who's wearing protective shin guards and stuff that's um but yeah alright and uh Port Weagles yeah West Coast won by 37 and, um, <laughs> and, then, and then on Sunday our uh, team sucks Col- Colton got over Frio <laughs> <laughs> yeah Port Port um, Port played terrible I've watched again just watched the replay but Port were terrible Port got stung a little bit they got yeah. um they got the travel out west and get mowed over West Coast at home are always going to be tough. No, you don't. You don't go out to um, out to the west, out to the over the gap. Yeah, you don't go over there without thinking you're coming out with a clean fight. Oh, you're going over there for a shit fight. Yeah. So um, even against Freo, Freo's another one of those just like they just stick at you. Always danger games having to go over there. Generally, yeah. yeah. Um, But West Coast got off to a fly. I think they got out. I don't know. At half time, it's 67 to 15. It's 10 goals, 7, 2 goals, 3 at half time. Yeah. So Port have dragged this back fair way in that last quarter. Yeah. Port kicked, a, Port kicked a decent amount of junk time goals. They kicked yeah. a couple like really late as well. Yeah. Um, but West Coast were just way too good. Yeah. Port didn't really rock up. Um, Port's probably a similar team to the Swans that yeah. really love, like if you've got dry High conditions... Momentum. But if you got those dry conditions, like they're all ball movement, like oh, just yeah. take the game on. Yeah. Um, whereas West Coast got some bigger bodies. They got mm. big forwards who are like Darling and Kennedy when yeah. they're on. Like, yeah, they're aging a bit. Um, Oscar, what's his name? That big, their big, other big blonde dude. Oh, um, give me a sec. Uh, Oscar Allen is another one who's coming along really nicely. Yeah. And when you've got Nick Nat in the ruck, like, when Nick Nat's on, he is probably the most, as you said, ruckmen are coming back in vogue big time. Yeah. But when Nick Nat's on, like, you can just get such an advantage from those taps. It's, yep. it's a huge advantage. I did say advantage. that to you last week. I said, I don't know if Port have the defensive capability to take on, like, one-on-one with Josh Kennedy and Jack Darling. They're... Mm. I don't think many teams do. No. I wasn't taking a dig at Port, but I was like Jack, Josh Kennedy and Jack Darling down there. They're big boys. Yeah, they're big boys, and they just they're even, like, I'll just even put it on my chest. Even Alira Lear, who they brought in, is yeah. tall and tall. athletic and fairly like fairly yeah. strong bloke. Yeah, but he just doesn't have that size no. to be able to out muscle those no. sort of blokes. Like they just hold their space and then just put it on my chest and just to push off and chest mark like I mean pre-season he's been literally he's probably been cha- chasing Toddy Marshall's ass around and Toddy Marshall's stick yeah exactly. so like yeah, yeah. yeah. that's a good point um, or oh, someone has to guard Dixon though yeah but yeah yeah <laughs> um, but they've just got their 
West Coast will be a good team. I think they're in my they're in my contenders. Always. And um, at home as well. Yep. Right, yeah. let's move on. We'll, we'll get away from that one quickly. You. I know you Thank want you. to. Uh, the Blues boys, they're back. 45-point win over the Dockers. Um, they're pretty depleted Dockers, I will say. But um, I backed them. I backed yep. them. And who's this? Harry McKay. Harry McCoy. This bloke. Kicking bags. This, the bags. This bloke is the, probably like the next Levi Casbolt looking bloke he just looks dopey well, as he got like, he got dominated by um, Collingwood Collingwood um, Darcy Moore Darcy, Darcy Moore's Moore. a jet don't get me wrong but Darcy Moore Darcy Moore dominated him turned him on yeah um, um, but Harry McCoy kicked 7-5 so he's ended up with 12 he can, sh- probably should have kicked if, 10 I guess if his name wasn't Harry McCoy aka Levi's long lost brother yeah um, he probably would have kicked 11 at least, I reckon. And, you know, you give, you put that kind of figure in Texas' hands, that's 12-0, mate. Yeah. 12-0, baby. But, um, Paddy Cripps, back to his best, two goals, 34 mm. touches. Yep, that's, we that's, said last week... That's what you were calling for. We said last week, he's got to get forward, he's got to kick goals. 34 touches, two goals, that's damaging. That's, mm. a, that's a best on ground performance. Yeah. Yeah. So... Blues you know by, Blues by 45 just... over the Dockers. Look, maybe, yeah. I don't know. I'm, it's still too early in the season to have that good of an idea of what teams are like. We thought the Dockers might be handy, but then we're also thinking that all of a sudden, because they knocked off GWS last week, yeah. we're also thinking GWS might be pretty I think, ordinary. I think GWS is going to be very ordinary. Um, uh, that We'll talk about we'll that next. That. But yeah. um, Dockers are also without their... their Best player, yeah. Oh, Fife's out. Yeah, of course. Best player in the league too. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's yeah. He's just like he. Uh, I don't know. It's like taking Dusty Martin out of Richmond. It's just a massive hole. I feel. Yeah. Damaging wise, like yeah, yeah. they've got still got Cochin and and like um, Edwards and Edwards those, sort of and ones, all those kind of ones and and yeah. Josh Caddy if he comes Monday, but no, um, <laughs> but. You know, it's a big hole to fill. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I didn't I didn't think Freo would get it done. Yeah. Um, let's um, go. Melbourne, GWS. I watched this game. At Market, did you? Oh, I, I watched, haven't seen much of I this. watched the second half of this game. Melbourne, Melbourne are a weird team to watch because they don't look partic- particularly aggressive or okay. damaging yep. at any point. They never look like like a Sydney or Port where they've got a bit of momentum dry dry kind of bit um, weather and move the ball really quickly they don't do that they just they just seem to hit the scoreboard though well and um, Cosy Pickett kicked four yeah he uh, cool. yeah Kasai Pickett he's one of those ones that they have like like he was highly touted but yeah. they were just I think they were a little bit uh, like you know I th- Two years ago, I'm not quite sure what draft class he was in. Yeah, but there was just a few question marks over how reliable he might be. But yeah, he's still only I reckon he's only second year, and he's been starting in the midfield. Like he's progressed very quickly from yeah. that small forward, um, like a small forward pocket to like a midfield half forward bloke who can go up, yeah, get touches and kick four goals. Like that's good. That's really good. Oh, it's. It's pretty, 
pretty elite to watch. I didn't actually get to see him kick any of his goals, but that's a good one to, to for Melbourne to have and develop on. Um, Maxi gone back kicking bags. He got two goals, two and twenty four touches. There's not many ruckmen out there anymore though that do that. Like I know Tom Hickey. I was just talking about how t- good Tom Hickey's been. This is rating Tom Hickey against what he has been, which is a complete nobody. Yeah. Um, Maxi been- gone. We expect to be getting this kind of numbers, and he's still doing it. And yeah. just doing it, just flies under the radar. He's happy to just do. His oh, bit. Gorn's a very good player, and has been. Like. I- you think of like Ruckman. Ruckman will often have like a good year or two. So you think like, yeah. remember back a few years ago, Todd Goldstein was the man. Yeah, like, I was going to call Todd Goldstein him. was really, really good. And he's still been solid, but yeah. he had a couple of years in the limelight. I can see him. Jacobs yeah. was another one who had a year or two. This is, again, mm. probably five or six years ago. Fair while back, Adam Sandlins. He was just yeah, like... Yeah, Adam Sandlins, just, Absolutely. Freo were dominant in the midfield because they had Aaron Sandlins. Yeah. Like, it wasn't particularly that they had elite midfielders like Fife yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. It was just the Ruckman's. And then even was. like, you think about like Nick Nat, it's injuries. Oh. Injuries have plagued him. Oh, yeah. But for the fact that Gorn has been backing up and doing this for maybe four or five years now, wouldn't it? Easy. Mm. That oh, he's yeah. been like, it's been the Gorn and Grundy and Max Gorn just keeps getting it done. And he's still quite young. Like Toddy Goldstein's 32 now. Big boys like that, they don't play till they're forty. Like no. it's it's a pretty tough gig being that big. How old is Gorn? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. So yeah, he's still got enough footy. He's still got enough footy to play on till, you know, thirty three, thirty four and still be fairly, fairly consistent. He's come a long way from a Dari munching. <laughs> he still looks kid. like one of that, man. Like he still looks like he if you took you know, ten centimetres off the top of him. Yeah. He'd be just playing amateur football league in the South Coast. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, um, getting pissed with the boys after every every game. And um, one of the headlines, just before we move on from the Giants, um, one of the headlines from this one, Giants in a world of pain. So they've obviously started 0-3, but ankle injuries in this game to Phil Davis and Stephen Canelio. I haven't heard exactly how bad, but I saw... On Instagram, Cornelio was going in for surgery, yep. um, like today or yesterday. Yep. Um, and then uh, Matt DeBoer as well has oh, pinned yeah. his hamstring. Um, so he'll be out for at least a few weeks. He's one of those underrated players, but Davis, Cornelio and DeBoer, they're yep. like, as well as Whitfield's out as well. Yep. There's four of their like key six players, like, they're, that's pretty much their leadership group, well, along with Kelly and Jacob Hopper, maybe. We were only just talking about it, how Jairus has splurged on these these top-line midfielders that just haven't been performing and not not giving any of the young blokes like any direction or anything like that. And I, just, I feel as though GWS went into that like premiership window, came out of that ever so slightly... And have just dropped the ball completely. Yeah. And they're still relying on those two or three blokes to just, yeah, get your yeah. 35 touches, kick two goals each week. Yeah. That'll well, get us through. Well, your Toby Greens to, like, I, I'm i a big fan. of. I know that he's a divisive character. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Toby Greens. He's kicked five goals. He's their acting captain now. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like, who are you looking at? You're looking at Green. You're looking at Kelly. Yeah. And then it's down to like your Hoppers and Tarantos who are still only like they're coming along and they should be coming into their prime. Yeah. They're still only twenty three at the moment. Yeah. Like 
you're asking a lot of 23 year old kids to yeah. now you're pretty much the you're like our two main midfielders yeah because exactly. Josh Kelly just hasn't got it done he was one of the elite players in the comp and he's just not there anymore yeah um, Xavier O'Halloran he's to do more yeah but again they haven't they haven't given him much chance yeah. like that he's probably only played less than 20 games I wouldn't even know how many games he's played um but like you know, these for, kids they haven't had the they haven't blooded him enough early. no no I, I agree um GWS they're gonna have a pretty grim year they're gonna be they've now entered that Hawthorne Essendon North Melbourne stage yes I think so have, I think so where they're like I think we've just gotta like, I think a a clear out and a rebuild is oh, on the cards. I, and I think, as we said, I think it's just like anyone's, like no one's off the table. No. You make a good enough offer for a, um, who's in that window, like who might want to keep, like Port Adelaide might want to Phil Davis. Yes. Phil Davis, South Australian boy. Yeah. Port Adelaide might want one more big defender as an yeah. example. Yeah. They might say, look, we'll take Phil Davis off your hands clear some salary cap space Man, get rid of having, Josh Kelly having for two years Josh Kelly there was talk of him going home yeah whether there's a probably not like Bulldogs probably, maybe it's Collingwood or someone a Callum a Callum Ward there's, there's got to be someone that'll pick a Callum Ward up just yeah. a consistent veteran yeah. midfielder yeah nah I so I think I pray for GWS because I do like GWS yeah um, but it's not looking great for him at this stage um Gold Coast have taken their spot. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, where they were, hundred percent agree. Gold Coast are going to be up there in the next couple of years. They're that exciting. Are going the opposite way. They're that exciting team that's got the eight to ten young kids who you go through and you're like, oh, can't watch to wait these. Watch the. I can't wait to watch these blokes play for the next five or six years. Yeah, which was. GWS sort of circa 2014, 15. And then they went close. There was obviously that Dogs prelim 2016. Grand final 2019. Is that right? 2018. Whatever it was. And then they're just sort of like, I think they're just off the cliff and they're off the other end. So now now they need to probably just blood youngsters around the likes of Taranto and Hopper. Um, Yeah. We'll see how they go, um, but yeah, GWS no good. Um, then last one, the Easter the Monday Easter clash, Easter the Monday traditional clash. Easter Monday clash. Tell tell me I'm wrong. I don't like Geelong or Hawthorne due to personal reasons. Yes, uh, my grandfather is a diehard Hawthorne supporter, okay. and I can't stand Joel Selwood. Okay, I can't stand him. He's my most hated player in the AFL, but. Um, these games are always good to watch. There's something about, <laughs> there's something about this rivalry, oh. and it has been like ever since we started watching footy in 2008 yeah. or whatever. Was like there was the uh, Jeff Kennett curse, like yeah. from 2008 through till now. They just keep they're always close. They're always entertaining games. Yeah. Um, and especially this Easter Monday fixture, it just yeah. always seems it's a great time slot. Uh, Monday afternoon great game to watch and they're just always good games they're always yep. close entertaining games and this one was no different big time um, now I'm going to go into a little bit of uh, detail about this game go for it um, Cam Guthrie 43 disposals absolutely killed it huge. Um, and Mitch Duncan was just as good 
Jaeger yeah, O'Meara, oh, I reckon he's so good. I reckon yeah. he's a jet. He's a genuine jet. When he burst onto the scene for Gold Coast and he won the Rising Star, like he was the best young player yep. in the comp by a long way. Yeah. Had a lot of injury issues. He's probably getting on, like, he's a little bit older now. Yeah. But I think he's finally getting a bit of a run at it. Yeah. And he showed, like, back then that he could be one of the best players in the comp. Oh, yeah. Now he's got, he had a good year last year. He might be able to string another good year this year. Like, if he can string enough games together and play consistent footy, there's no reason he can't push up to that top oh, 10, top 20 players in the in the comp. Of course. Um, and my big thing that I just think Hawthorne, like, now don't get me wrong, Rich, uh, Ruckman, they're great assets to have and they can be, a, like, they're important and integral part of your, of your team. But they're not captains. I, big boy I'm McAvoy. Not sure about big boy? Good on him, but big boy McAvoy, he's just not my captain. Well, he's I, not a skipper. I also just find it interesting that they went with him because, like, I don't have it in front of me. I'm guessing he's 30. You have to be at least 31, 32. He's, he's getting on. Um, it's great to have senior blokes around you, but I would have thought someone like a Jaeger O'Meara or a Liam Shields is in the same sort of... Yep. Um, he's, like, older like McAvoy. Yep. But same with Luke Bruce, I guess. But, like, surely a Tom Mitchell... Yeah, or even like maybe James Warple isn't quite ready yet but like surely it's a Mitchell or it's a O'Meara who's there or thereabouts to take over yeah Um, I agree and uh, Ben McAvoy I'll tell you what though he's he's 31 I just had to do a little fact check Um, he's 31 years years of age he looks like he looks like he could be 50 He's, Mate, he's an old looking dude but he has been a very good player for a long time I remember back when he was he was at St Kilda yeah probably like around 2009 when yeah. Saints were good yeah and he was he again was one of those ruckmen who had that year or two as one of the genuine premier ruckmen when he yeah. came across to the Hawks I was really I just couldn't believe Saints got rid of him or oh, let him go yeah. but um, he's been a good player um, the Hawks again they're still They'll still be around that 10 or 11 or 12, I think. Yep. Definitely. But what I found really interesting, so I saw the last quarter of this game, mm-hmm. and Geelong, we called it last week, we called him Dad's Army, that, you know, they've gone out, they've picked up, I don't think Higgins even played, but like uh, Isaac, Isaac Smith. Smith. Um, these sort of blokes, Mitch Duncan, even Cam Guthrie, these sort of blokes, they're not young anymore. Yeah. Like, they're probably on the downward like they're probably two or three probably two or three years left of quality AFL football not great football but quality enough to scrape yourself into a good ones team when I'm looking when I'm looking through this team it's like Brandon Parfit who I'm still not sure if he's a like if he's got potential to be a really good player but he's one of the only young players where I'm looking and going like yeah they could get some real improvement from him yeah Um, but they're that like they have to strike now. Oh, yeah. But they look slow. So, yeah. They're so another team that don't they, move. They quickly. opened up a decent lead, probably around mm. about 20 points there in the last quarter. But then they just they just ran out of legs. I think so. And the Hawks, on the other hand, they just went like hell for leather crazy. So they've got yeah. um, blokes like, uh, I think it's Giath or Jiath or something, um, tall defender. I think he might be Sudanese or something like that. Yeah. Um, 
but he was just running like crazy off halfback. Jarman Impey is another one. Yeah. Tommy Phillips, uh, Harry Morrison, uh, Dan Howe. Blokes who you probably haven't heard that much of, but no. they're just young blokes. And they went, well, there's no point. We can't lose. Like, we, we can't. Like, to win this game, we just have to roll the dice. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden, they were just playing on and just playing real slingshot footy from halfback. Yeah. It was a bit messy, and it probably cost them in the end. Like, yeah. I think I think um, Geelong still had that little bit of experience just to hold on in those key moments. Yeah, but definitely. they gave them a real scare. And these are young, like no-name kids who just went, just stuff it, let's just go for it. <laughs> well, they were hitting 45 kicks. They were just playing on at crazy times, yep. just getting the ball in there. And it was working. And yeah. I just feel like if you've got a team like a, maybe a Sydney or a Port or really any of those teams who move the ball quick, but just have that little bit more polish than what Hawthorne probably do at the moment. Yeah. Geelong might get ripped to shreds. Oh, like, yeah. they they just looked... Like, they're a good team, don't get me wrong. And they've still got danger to come back in. Yeah. But they just look a bit slow and a bit old and yeah. off the pace. Yeah. Not to mention, Chris Scott is the biggest hothead in the AFL. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think, we, I think we move on. Yeah. I think we move on. I think we're done for that week. Um... <laughs> Before it's, we do, it's always extensive the AFL one. Before we do move on, I just wanted to highlight we did tips last week, um, and we'll go through our winners and losers, and and go through our tips for next week in a sec. But last week I was seven from nine. I got um, the Essendon St Kilda one wrong, and I got the West Coast Port one wrong. Mm-hmm. Dory was four from nine. Mate, yeah. Get your notebook out, champ. Time to take some notes. All right. Um, I wanted to quickly touch I just had a big thought um, AFLW prelim finals are on this weekend this yep. Saturday um, two massive games the top four have gone through to the prelims yep. I have a smoky I've got Collingwood beating Brisbane at the Gabba mm-hmm. but I think Adelaide are going to beat Melbourne so Adelaide playing Melbourne at Adelaide Oval I think that that's just can't beat Adelaide. Adelaide. That's the same. Same with AFLW. They've, same always, with AFL. they've always got the. Uh, they've always got the Daisy Pierce factor. Yep. Melbourne, but yeah. Um, and I reckon the pies. The pies look good. Mm. The pies are always good. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping that'll be a, an Adelaide Collingwood clash. Do they play the G? Ah, uh, I'm not really sure. They um, they've played. I know. Obviously not last year with COVID. Yeah. Um, but the year before that, they near sold out the Adelaide Oval. Like the, the so Crows. Good. It was like 40, there was at least 40,000 there. Yeah. Um, to see a Crows victory. That's, um, yeah. So the Crows have been a very good team for a very long time. Um, yeah. Erin Phillips um, is a Jet and she's back and she's yep. playing really well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they'll be, they'll be tough to beat. Yep, definitely. All right, quick All right. tips. Quick tips for the AFL. We'll do a winner and loser for, for the week. Oh, yeah. Uh, my winner, it's got to be the Swans. Swans mm. beating Richmond, reigning premiers. I mean, they look good, man. Yep. In that dry weather, yep. they're going to be tough to beat. Yep. Um, my loser for the week. Yeah. <laughs> Saints. <laughs> Saints. They yeah. suck. They yeah. suck. That was one of the worst performances against one of the worst teams in the comp. Yeah. And you can't be you can't be going to a press conference saying, Oh, we just had a bad night out or something like that. No. You don't you, you don't you lose by seventy five to a team like Essendon no. on a bad I don't think. No. Um my just I 
agree with yours, but just to be different, I went the doggies winning by 128 points. That's a big game. Yeah. You don't you don't see that. Like I'm, we know that North aren't good, so they're my loser as well. North, um, yeah. But to see your team win by 128 points, see Josh Bruce kick a bag, yeah. kick ten. Um, yeah, it's good to see him pl- playing good footy. At the yeah, moment. absolutely. I was disappointed in Port, but it's just hard to go. Oh, I think North. Are, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, pretty grim city, hey. All right, let's do our tips for round four. Now, obviously, the Thursday night game has already been played. We both I backed think, the Swans. I think we both would have backed the Swans anyway. Yep. Um, I definitely would have. But I was still, I was pleasantly surprised by how well Essendon went. Essendon did play. It's well, good to see. Essendon it's, did. It's good to see teams play. like being competitive. Yeah, definitely putting on good shows. Port Richmond, Port Adelaide Oval. I'm going to back them. I'm going to stick thin with them, but stick fat with them, but. Yeah, I reckon I'm actually I'm gonna go with Port as well. Yeah, I think um, in Adelaide it's just a like I wanted to go with Richmond because I know that Richmond will bounce back. Yeah, but I know that Port will bounce back and they've got that that Adelaide Oval advantage and yeah. that's a that's not a like go down and play at the MCG advantage. It's an advantage. Yeah. So I think Port's gonna get up there. Bulldogs Lions another tough gig for the Lions, mate. I tell you what, <laughs> down at Mars Stadium at Ballarat. That's Fucking grim. How's this? Here, Brisbane, you've had a COVID cluster in Brisbane. Yeah. It's not your fault, but now you have to stay in the hub down in Melbourne and you don't get to play at, at Docklands. You don't get to play at the MCG. No, you've got to travel out to Ballarat. You off to Ballarat. That's Grim City, baby. Yeah. Um, I, I know the dogs The dogs have played in Ballarat. Like I think they've got one game a year down there, but yeah. watch them piss that off real quick once they actually become a good team yeah. this year and next I agree. year. Okay. Um, but um, I've got I've got the dogs in that one. I've also got the dogs. Uh, Saints West Coast at Marvel, but West Coast will win that. West Coast will win that. I will go as far to say as I think West Coast will beat them by over fifty points. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, Suns Carlton. This will be a good game. Mm. This will be a really good game. This is up at Gold Coast. At Metricon. Yeah. Metricon. Um, I've got the Suns. I've got the Suns. Just a bit different. I'm going to get the Blues. Yeah. All right. Alright, I like it. Uh, Collingwood Giants at the MCG. Collingwood's going to win that. Collingwood's going to win it. I want to say the Giants. I backed them last week. I was just hoping they'd bounce back, but no. the Pies will get up there. Um, North Melbourne versus Adelaide. Uh, Adelaide's going to uh, win that. Adelaide. Adelaide's Who would have thought that you would, last year, that you would say like Adelaide's. Adelaide so confidently? Oh, yeah. I, I just, and I can't that. see, I can't see us being wrong. I, I, this, I don't I just, think I honestly don't see where North are going to win a game I know like obviously it's a long way out to mm. say that but and defenders wise I'm actually like I'm backing Adelaide also to win by more than 50 points here too okay I'm okay. backing them large because maybe defensively who have they got to match up with Tex like that they struggled well, last week with covering they, Bruce they used to have Robbie Tarrant but he's injured at the moment yeah um so so jackson maybe <laughs> may, maybe parks's pay packet could be west coast 50 plus into adelaide 50 plus yeah. see what that might be 39 that might be my backup one i've already got one see what that's i'm gonna do out. that all right everyone with that okay um melbourne geelong melbourne geelong. The G, sunday have it. that could actually be really worth watching when we're hung over after season launch that could be good um i'm gonna go with the cats i'm gonna back melbourne I reckon Melbourne's. I reckon Melbourne might just be similar just to Hawthorne, bit, younger, quicker. quicker. But I reckon they might just have a little bit more polish than the Hawks, and yeah, they've started really well. Yeah, 
four and oh, so ah, they're three and oh, so we'll see. Yeah. yeah, and the last game for the week, uh, Fremantle Hawthorne. Um, this is a toughie, this is over in Freo, uh, in Western Australia. I'm on the fence here. It's at Open Stadium. I'm on the fence here pending Feist's return. I'm not sure if he's coming back. Is it is it mandatory two weeks now with oh, I think it's it's a funny one. I think it's like mandatory I think it's like twelve days or something funny. Mm. So it's mm. like it's on Sunday, so I think as he might get cleared. I don't know if the lineups have been released. No, they wouldn't because it's not well, what are we? Oh, it's only Friday. Friday. It's only Friday. Um no, we'll get released tomorrow. Okay, here's oh, this is the way I'm gonna go. Hawthorne if Fife doesn't play. Yeah. Okay. Three over five plays. That's okay. how much that bloke is worth. Ah, uh, yeah, he's he's a test. So it's concussion and he's a test. So okay. Oh, if you go, f- yeah, I'll go Freya. I'll back Freya. Right, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna go. No, you know what? I'll go Hawthorne. You go Freya. I'll go Hawthorne. Yeah. Cool. Right. Lovely. We're done. Sweet. It's taken us at least an hour. Oh, definitely. And I but felt like okay. that was. I felt like we were going all right. But we got through two rounds in an hour last week. But anyway, Jesus, Anyway, let's uh let's. Skim through some NRL real quick. First game, Panthers Sea Eagles. That was a whitewash as we predicted. Um, yeah, the Panthers are just like they're rolling, man. They're so good. <laughs> um, there's been some real. Well, there was some real whitewashes. If we just like zing over this round, so it was it was like just have a quick look at some of the score yeah. lines. So Panthers forty six six over the Eagles. Rabbits 38-0 over the Bulldogs. Yeah. Um, they couldn't fucking keep the Broncos the nil last Storm night. Storm 40-6 against the Broncos. The Broncos scored first, so Storm will we'll get to these, but 40-6. Yeah. to six. Sharks 48-10. Raiders 24. Dragons 22-13. Roosters 32-12. Eels 36-22. There's some big blowouts. Yeah, there's some big scoring games. There's too. some big scoring games. Big scoring games. Um, again, those... I think the AFL, I don't know if they took a leaf out of uh, old St. Peter Valadis' book to try and speed the game up where the, the six again rule has undoubtedly done that. Oh, and I think it's, I think it's, that's one of the main reasons that you're seeing these bigger scores. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's something, I think it actually came up during the week that there's some serious like blowouts and there's just such a discrepancy between the top five or six teams in the and NRL the and the bottom five or six. So if yeah. you've got, if you throw in the Panthers, Rabbitohs, Eels, Roosters, Raiders, and you throw the Storm, Storm. into that, I'm going to leave the Dragons out. I think they're mid-tier at best. But So if you call that your top six, yeah, and then you compare that to your bottom six of the Seagulls, Bulldogs, Cowboys, Tigers, Broncos, and Warriors. Warriors. Like, there is such a discrepancy between them. Well, I would right. honestly back, like, if you're putting bets on, you're saying it's the line's probably 18 plus for any of those top six oh, yeah. playing any of those bottom six. Last night, Rabbitohs, uh, Rabbitohs, uh, Broncos was 21 and a half. Yeah. Like, and I back that. that Rabbitohs, Rabbitohs Broncos was 21 and a half. That was the line betting. That was the line. Crazy, isn't it? It's and stupid. so like, um, I don't know, like this is just a discussion topic more than anything. Yeah. But are there... Like, is the talent pool there mm. to have an even competition? And it's the same. Like, the same applies for the AFL. Like, you look yeah. at North Melbourne's list, and you're like, far out. How do you end up with that? Yeah. But 
um, in the NRL especially at the moment, like that top six is so, so far ahead of that bottom six. Um, And so they're looking at expanding. Like there was talks there end of last year about bringing in a 17th team in Brisbane, like an extra team in Brisbane. Um, But on the flip side of that, Joey Johns has been calling, Joey Johns last year called that it should be 12 teams. Yeah. So look, you can go either way. And obviously like, I don't think it will go to 12 teams because... Fox and Channel Nine would lose so much money oh, having yeah. having less games. Like you've got your six games as opposed to eight. Yeah. But it's got to be worth. Like, it's got to be worth discussing because there is just such. Well, the NRL lose so much. I know that they're probably losing enough money and revenue to having the amount of teams that they do. But yeah, like their recording deals, like their television deals, would be worth like over fifty percent of their revenue. Mm. I would have thought mm. and. Um, so like destroying that is like you know like where do we go from there yeah and then just on that conversation as well so Eddie Maguire actually came out and said that he wants 20 AFL teams which (laughs) that's just that's just Eddie so the headline was put up or shut up Eddie's mega multi-million dollar deal uh, multi-million dollar idea eight point plan to create two new AFL teams so he wants one in Tassie but it's the same, like for both the AFL to Collingwood. That's yeah, he's just trying to stay relevant. That's the only thing there. But it's there's just such a discrepancy between yep. the top teams and the bottom teams. Is the talent pool big enough to spread? Yeah, across across sixteen NRL teams, eighteen AFL teams. Yep. To even think about adding any, any more. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. Um. So my winner for the week uh, was the Storm specifically. Mr. Ryan Pappenhausen. That's I've He's got him so in my notes. Good. <laughs> four tries, like he scored consecutively. He they? scored four. T- so I've got it. He scored in the twenty fifth, the 29th, the thirty fourth, and the thirty sixth minutes. So in, in the space of eleven minutes, and then and then converted all of those tries as well. Yeah. So in twelve minutes, he scored four tries, four conversions. He scored twenty four points, which is more than what the uh, Bulldogs have scored in their entire four games. <laughs> so what's 80 times four is 30, 320 minutes worth of football. Yeah. The Bulldogs have scored 16 points in 12 minutes of football under Ryan Pappenhausen, Ryan Pappenhausen scored, scored against a full Broncos lineup. Who Broncos are fairly solid defensively. Yeah, they're not too bad. They're not... Yeah. Yeah. Um... But so that speaks volumes of like Pappenhausen, he's become elite. And the reason that the storm, you can just never write them off mm. is because they've got Munster mm. and they've got Pappenhausen. Yeah. And yeah, they've lost like players over the stretch. They've lost um, uh, over the off season. They've lost uh, Smith, obviously Cameron Smith. Yep. And they've lost big Tino. They've yep. lost a few, but like, the team's so not much. that good, like really. But like, they've got Jesse Bromwich. Is, but they've got Brandon uh, Smith there as well, and they've got Harry Grant is George coming Jennings. back in this week. George Jennings and Remus Smith, <laughs> yuck. <laughs> like, no good. That that's that's what I look at, and I'm like that. That's where you can beat them. I think it's is. I don't know if that's their left or right edge. Um, no left. But that's where you can beat the Storm. Yeah. But they've just got so many attacking weapons, and Pappenhausen is just. I mean, you see Tedesco do it. 
Um, but every time there's a half break, every time someone gets half through the line, yeah, they're just always there in that middle third, just backing up. And that's why they can score four tries. In, yeah. That's why you can score four tries in 12 minutes. And the fittest NRL players getting around. Just because, and they're just always there. Yeah. Always there. Um, yeah, so my, and then my losers were the Bulldogs. You can't, you yeah, no, nah, they suck. Yeah, um, the, no, no more comments. <laughs> um, the Bulldogs, I just don't see where they can score points. They were actually really quite. I watched that full Bulldogs South game. Yeah. Um, sat up and watched the whole thing with the in-laws, and they were Bulldogs were really solid. They actually looked yeah. like it was like shit. Rabbits might be in for a tough day here. Yeah. But they just have no avenue to score. Right. They just never, and then. So it's sort of tight. It's tight. Bulldogs looking like it might be, you know, might be in for a tough day. day. And then Rabbits just go, I don't know, Cody Walker scores one, mm. Alex Johnson scores one, and Latrell scores one, and, oh, and Damien Cook. And yeah. all of a sudden it's 24 nil in the space of five, ten minutes. And you've lost it. Um, my losers, or my winners were the Panthers, Rabbits, Storm. They had big wins. Yeah. Um, as well as the Sharks had a big win. But Sharks did that. I'm not really counting that so much because my losers are the Cowboys. That's Cowboys are in big, big trouble. Um, they've just had Michael Morgan, who I think was a, he was a really player. good player. He's been their star player outside of like since Thurston's left. Okay, too, yeah. Obviously, they've got um, Jason Tomalolo, but um, Michael Morgan's medically retired, so he's he's done. Yeah. That will probably allow them to sign someone like an Adam Reynolds at the end yeah. of the season, yeah. um, which would be disappointing for South to see him go. But yeah, the Cowboys just got a lot of work to do. I don't oh, know. Yeah. And like the Sharks are an okay team, but losing, what did they lose? 48 10. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty grim. Pretty grim. All right, let's do our tips. Uh, I think we both went out to Rabbits last uh, night. Absolutely. Um, glory, glory, baby. Warriors, Seagulls. It's a tough one because <laughs> they both suck and I don't care about either. Uh, Warriors. Warriors are going to get up. But, um, Roger will lead them to victory. Panthers will beat the Raiders. Yep. Uh, Titans will beat the Knights, I reckon. Titans had a bit of a bad Yeah, I, I like the Titans. I, I like, like the Titans. Titans. Um, Storm will absolutely flog the Bulldogs. Yep. The Roosters will, will beat, the, beat sharks. the Sharks, I would have said. Yeah. Um, Cowboys, West, Cowboys, Cowboys won't win. Okay, well, I'm going to go West then. So we're going the same at this stage. We're going the same then. Eels, I think Eels would be too good for Dragons. I think the Eels would be too good for the Dragons, but just so we're different, I'll go the Dragons. All right, yeah. Cool. All right, let's go to... I'll do the pay packet. Let's do Parks' pay packet. Parks' pay packet. Parks' pay packet. Parks' pay packet. All right. uh, We'll work on that. We'll work on that. We'll do a little bit of editing. Might have to change your voice completely. Um, so my, we've we spoke about it just before. I'm gonna have a little small time multi uh, with the Eagles to win by. I think you can go over 39 points. Yeah, over 40. I think points. I think 39. Generally. 39. I think so. Over 39 points. Uh, West Coast to win by, and I'm also gonna go with Adelaide to win by over 39. So that's a two little two leg multi. I reckon that's probably paying six or seven bucks. I might actually just do a little calculation. Have a little look while we're, um, while we're But going. The, the other one that I wanted to uh, bring up, which I think is a little bit of a smoky, 
Um, James Harden for MVP is paying 10 bucks. James okay. Harden, when he plays uh, by himself or with Kyrie Irving, Brooklyn are like 32 and 6 or something like that. Has he, like, been, has he played 38 games for like Brooklyn it's already? Some, it might be 22 and 6. Yeah, like, right. He's like got them on a seriously good record. Because KD's been out for a couple of months, hasn't he? KD's only just returned yesterday. Yeah. So KD came off the bench and. Um, He's shot 100% from the field, so he's pretty bloody good. Oh, but um, yeah, 18 points in 16 minutes or something. Yeah, it's silly. Um, it just goes to show how much how good he is. Yeah. But James Harden uh, and Giannis are both playing the same thing. Now, I know what you're thinking. Nikola Jokic has got to piss this in. Um, he's $1.67. Denver have got a bloody good record. But Denver haven't had any injury issues. They haven't been like without one of their star players. And Denver don't Denver not, aren't going to go to the finals. They're not going to beat the Lakers once they're back in full strength. They're not going to beat the Clippers. They probably don't beat Utah. Not going to beat the Clippers I or don't Utah, so. I don't reckon. Yeah, I don't think right. that they beat either of them. Okay. I think that Utah are, Utah are a massive smoky for getting to the finals if the Lakers don't get back to full strength. Yeah. Um, and the Clippers are just adding... They added um, Rajon Rondo, who's a good floor general. Don't know why they got rid of Lou Williams. Don't ask me that. But that's who they got rid of. Um, and they also signed DeMarcus Cousins. Now, oh, really? Um, he is well past any sort of prime that he would ever have had. Yep. But I don't know. I just don't see him going much further. Giannis has had a pretty mediocre year compared to his MVP years. And James Harden is just putting on a show in Brooklyn to me. And he's just... Like, he's finally got a couple of pieces around him that he can rely on. Um, he's playing around a better system with Steve Nash, pushing the pace. I just, I, I, I don't know. There's a vibe about it. He's got yep. more triple-doubles than anyone in franchise history at Brooklyn. And he's only been there for however long. So I'm not sure what he's averaging at the moment. I haven't actually had a look at that. Yep. But he, I just could to be, me, yeah. like he's up there. Could be a good op. Like, oh, I can't even get him up at the moment. But um, James Harden, I'm going to have to scroll for a bit. H. H. Harden, James Harden. He's averaging 25.2 points per game, 8 rebounds and 10.9 assists. So he's all but a triple-double average. All but a triple-double average in a team that's now taken the top seed in the East. Yeah. With 36 and 16. I believe Brooklyn were... I don't even think Brooklyn were in the top eight before before James Harden arrived. I don't believe. I don't think they were even there because they'd lost a few games. They just were outscored defensively. That's right. Yeah, they were scoring. And they've added a couple of really good all-stars and, mate, I don't know if... I don't know if... Clippers or Lakers beat them. Um, Brooklyn are a massive, massive chance for a, yeah. a thing. Um, so yeah, I've got James Harden at ten bucks to beat to possibly a little be a little smoky for MVP. Just you know, okay. one of those little slide in nice ones. Yep. Um, and then the two leg multi with Adelaide forty plus, West Coast forty plus. That's going to give you eleven sixty two for you bang for your buck. Thirteen if 
if you want a power play it. So oh. I reckon it's a bit of a okay. it's okay. a bit of a smoky there. Ten bucks on that gives you 130 return. It's not a bad gig. There you go. So there's Parks's there's Parks's pay, pay packet uh, for the week. A uh, couple of just little quick news things that I've seen. Just going for a scroll. Uh, Thursday night last night, Buddy kicked his 950th goal to seal Huge. the win, which yep. is massive. Will we see him kick a thousand? We will see him kick a thousand. We'll see him kick a thousand. I think so. I think they'll manage him through this year. Mm-hmm. I think they can. I think if you do it right, like if you can manage him, he's still got two years left on his contract. He. I think I, I didn't think so last year that yeah. there would be any chance he'd see out his contract. Yeah. He's back. Looks pretty good. The way the games can be played, you can play him as a deep forward. Play him as a forward pocket. Yeah. Just don't get Sam Reid in the way of him. Yeah. <laughs> just just sh- don't don't tee off on Sam Reid. He tried his best. Um, but I think I think Buddy can kick a thousand, and yeah. God, I hope he will because will we ever see it again? I don't think we'll ever see a player like Buddy ever again. I don't think and so. I don't know if we'll ever see anyone kick a thousand. So no. fingers crossed. I'm fingers backing crossed. him. I'm backing him. I like him too. Um, my next question beyond that is, is he the best athlete to ever play AFL? Yes. Yeah. Yes, he is the best athlete, athlete. to ever Not play. the best player, the best athlete. The most athletically gifted player that we've ever seen in the AFL. I think... I think it's fair and reasonable to put him in the conversation now, though. Oh, yeah. Of the best player. Like, yeah. I think fun. what he can do and playing, like, he's kicked all those goals, not playing as that center, as that stay at home full forward like we used to yeah. see Ablett and Dunstall and those ones do. Yeah. Um, and Lockett. But he's that genuine center half forward. He pushed up the ground. It was just like he, and, Dob goals from 65, like yep. comfortably. I don't think we'll ever see a player like him. I don't think so either. Um, I just wanted to add also add on to my Parks' pay packet. I just wanted to say this. Okay. Um, earlier in the year, I'll have a look when I put it on. I put it on the 17th of February this year. I went in and looked at the NBA Most Improved Player of the Year. And I saw Julius Randle... Yes, at sixty-one bucks. Yes. Do you want to know how much he's paying right now? Uh two dollars fifty. Dollar sixty-seven. Bruh, he is now the favourite front runner. I think that if he doesn't get it, it'll be the biggest joke in NBA, NBA history. He's taking the Knicks places, man. He's playing some good. Buzz how old? How old would Julius Randle be? Mid twenties. Yeah, he's late twenties. Just, just taking his. Yeah. Game from, yeah, yeah, he's just like developed. He can shoot the ball from anywhere. He pulls I've, up. He's a massive, massive, he's huge player. Belt. I've watched him play once, yeah. and lefty, like he's it's I sick. I don't know why I was watching the Knicks. It was just on, <laughs> um, and I think it was against Brooklyn. And I think they had James Harden hadn't rocked up yet, but they had Kyrie, they had KD, they had most of those pieces. Yeah, and he was just literally carrying that team. So bad. Oh, yeah. Like, RJ Barrett was just throwing bricks left, right, and center. And Julius Randle was just like, it was Tex Walker vibes. Just jump on my Big back, time. boys. I'll try and get you through this. Big they time. lost, obviously, because they're yeah. the Knicks, but yeah. Uh, and then last bit of news, North Korea withdrawn from the Tokyo Olympics. <laughs> That's interesting. I 
didn't really think we'd talk about North Korea on this podcast. Oh, I don't really fair. care, but like I just thought it might be something that interesting could spark That's... a bit of interest in a couple of people because I know that you're interested in the Olympics. I couldn't give two fucks about any of the Olympics. I, yeah, yeah, I, I do care about the Olympics to an extent, but I'm I don't not know. A I, Olympics supporter. I'm of the of the opinion that. I don't give a shit about any of the sports that happen in the Olympics. Except for, European handball, because that is sick. I don't care about that either <laughs> for four years. But then when the Olympics come yeah. on, why should I take interest in it then? Yeah, true. Um, and invest my life. By, by invest my life, half the time we're getting up at like one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, or yeah. staying up till then to watch these sports. Fuck that. No. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Yeah. So, yeah, no. Nah. Uh, Tokyo Olympics... Hopefully it stays on, but yep. I don't care. I've got a couple of quick ones yep. just to wrap up. Uh, in cricket, so the Shield, uh, the Sheffield Shield and the Marsh One Day Cup finals have been set. Mm-hmm. New South Wales are going to take... Uh, Queensland are actually going to host New South Wales uh, oh, next Thursday yep. in the Shield final. Yep. Um, and before that, this Sunday... Uh, is going to be the Marsh One Day Cup final and New South Wales will host Western Australia. So yep. the Blues just keep on dominating uh, okay. Shield and One Day Cricket, which is good to see. Yep. Um, the IPL is about to kick off, so it'll be interesting to see who plays the Mumbai Indians in the final. And who replaces Dan Sams. Poor old Dan Sams has ended up with COVID, which is uh, That's so grim. unlucky. <laughs> That's so grim. Unlucky, mate. So he's... Going over there, I mean, he's probably still getting paid $300,000. So if he has to sit in a hotel room for two weeks, then he'll probably cop it. But yeah. Um, yeah, so there's that. And then also in the Masters, the Masters is on. Yes. Golf yeah. um, at Augusta. Augusta National. Yep. Yep. Good. I got that one right. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau. Whereas, as he does, he talks a big game all oh, he's the a time. Big boy, he talks a big game. And look, Tiered High hit it long. He hits bombs, mm. but he shot four over and spent half the day in the trees anyway. So he's yeah. just like the rest of us. It's all well and good to hit it long, but you got to hit it straight. And he hasn't been doing that. <laughs> um, and there was a hole in one from a bloke named Tommy Fleetwood. Yeah, it was a pretty sick. Like, good um, shot. Honestly. Good shot. Nice name too. He looks like he could be the son or grandson of Mick Fleetwood. He's a bit of a he's a cool looking operator. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, Tommy Fleetwood, and then I don't know. I'm probably ready to wrap up with some Holy Grail mail then. Oh, I reckon we can finish off with some Holy Grail mail. So we got some from we got a semi abusive one from uh, Sam Price saying still haven't heard any of Park's pay packets. I oh, need you, to hear some multis. You've been delivered, mate. The mailman has delivered. Carl Malone has come to the rescue. And then um, we got another one from Sam Cooper. Coops. And he said, his first one was, uh, if I would bring anything from a fan question, firstly, how good is Cozzy Pickett? And I haven't really had the pleasure to sit down and watch him, but that might be our Sunday homework. We could do that. Let's do that. Sit down and watch some Cozzy Pickett. Um, Obviously, kick four goals. Got to mention earlier, so good on him. Yep. And then he also said, also, me and my mates were having a chat about who would be the three blokes on your team that you hate to pick but have no choice. So, aka for his team, the Pies, 
Jack Madgen, Josh Thomas, and Tyler Brown. So I think what he's referring to is, do you have three blokes on your team who are there, but you just don't really like? Which I honestly find a bit of a hard one. because That is a hard one because, like, let's be honest, who in Sydney do you hate? Apart from, like, if you're another team, you probably don't like Tom Pavley. But, um, but you've got to love the kid's love, energy. I love Tom Pavley's energy. Tom yes, Pavley, Tom Schnapley. I don't know. That's a tough one. I thought he was just general, like, you know, you're just drafting a new team in and you're trying to look at who you want to pick up, who's the blokes you don't want to pick up, but you've just got to pick up. So I was going to go with, like, a Joel Selwood. Toby Green and oh, I don't know about the third one. So just probably you, another Geelong player. You've just gone. <laughs> you've just gone blokes that you hate. Yeah, but that are objectively good footballers, yep. which is not what, not even remotely what Coops asked. No, I but know. I like the concept. I like the concept. Um, I'm a little bit dumbfounded by. I don't know. I'm looking. I'm looking down the Port Adelaide one, and like Stevie Motlop. Oh, yeah, is no, one no, no. who I never had any time for. Thought he was the spud, but in fairness to him, he's come in and he's just done what has needed to be done at Port. He's been really, really solid. So yeah. I just find it hard to like. Yeah, it's a challenging one. Um, and then Orazio, same. Always hated him, but I love him now. Love yeah. him in in black, teal, and white. Yeah. Um, I have actually. Just thought of a couple, so you do so. I don't know. There was a few like blokes like Jack Trengove and these sort of blokes mm-hmm. back in the day would just make you pull your hair out, but yeah, would just give his all as well. So I'm gonna say, I'll say Stevie Motlop. I'll say maybe Orazio and Scotty Lysette as well. Maybe I didn't like him. Oh uh, yeah, I've grown grown to him. So yeah, interesting question, tough question, tough Coops. question. All right, I'm going to go my first one, and it's purely based on the fact that he should have been Isaac Heaney last night, but Isaac Heaney hurt himself. Oh. He was the medical sub, and boy, oh boy, he nearly fucked our game for us. James Bell, pack your bags, mate, go back to Shell Harbor, have a couple of games, you probably won't make them win either. He, um, was, he was very ordinary. He was so ordinary um, last night. He, he, had, he, had, he, pulled my hair out. he had one good touch when he first came on, and then his next six involvements... He stuffed up. It was big time. Yeah. Uh, second one, I actually played all right last night, but nearly, nearly stuffed the game up for us as well. Sam Reed. Mm-hmm. Sam Reed has actually played fairly well this year. Um, he can't kick straight, but he when he goes back, he went back last night and like took a couple of took really a couple important of really marks. important yep. intercept marks. Um, and yeah, like really looked looked the part. The next one, I just can't, but can't help it. I like him. Don't get me wrong, I like him, but he's just a really ugly dude, and that's Nick Blakey. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Blakes, but you just who's he look like off Monsters Monsters Inc. Randall, Randall. off Monsters Inc. Oh, like I'm looking at his player profile right now, yeah. and it scares me. He is a funny looking neck. fella. He's a weird, weird shape. I'm sure he's a great bloke and all that, and I don't act. That's why I was a bit like. It's a tough question. I don't know how to answer the question because, like, let's be honest, Sydney's one of those lists that, like, most... We try and pride our players... There's a fair few likeable characters on there. On, on Sydney's list. Um, can't say the same for GWS, but... Or Geelong. But, um, yeah, no, I... They're the three that I'll pick. Yeah. 
Good question, Coops. That's um, a great question. Send them in. Send them in. Keep them coming in. Uh, Holy Grail mail. We want to want to be able to stretch it out. If there was a couple other questions, I mean, not that we need to stretch the podcast out no, anymore because we've babbled on for half. easy, easy. I reckon. Um, um, but look, if you want to get involved, flick it through to us. We appreciate the appreciate hearing from the um from yep. the fans. Yeah, and get it. Get us out there. Get us. Get us some uh, like, share, subscribe. Yeah, get us some tell uh, your endorsements. Mates. Yeah, <laughs> tell your mates. Quick share on Instagram. Never go astray. We love your support. We love you here. Love hearing uh, your comments, even if they're like Sam Price, aggressive. Yeah, for no reason. Um, That's fine. But you know what? We'll take it. We want. We want all the feedback that we can get. Uh, we're positive people here at the Holy Grail Podcast, and we take. We only take the the positive things out of life where um it's very very supportive it's very deep parks very deep i like it we're very supportive uh network here and we want to get everyone involved so make sure that you write into the into the um instagram dm us and we'll get back to you we always love a chat we're usually pissed when you call uh text (laughs) us and we'll just answer it then so you get a bit of a laugh out of us um but make sure that you like and subscribe and comment leave a review whatever you need to do but i think I like that's a it. wrap for that's week wrap. seven that is a wrap weeks uh show number seven done uh we'll come back hopefully you'll hear from us next wednesday we're hoping wednesday will be a be a recording day yep so you can work your weeks around the holy grail podcast stay tuned enjoy Peace. the weekend guys see you later